Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Mav. This is Xbox Ultimate episode number nine. Wow, it has been a crazy week. Uh, massive shockwaves, megaton announcement. Uh, we had pre-orders going live for Xbox. Um, so it's been a fun week. It has been exhausting at the same time as it's been exciting to take in all this news and all of this information and to uh, just think about all this stuff that's happening and that's going to be changing in the gaming world. And we're going to talk about a lot of that. This episode may run a little long just because of the amount of stuff that we have to cover uh, and uh, that I want to talk about this week. Um, it's not every day that you have one of the biggest acquisitions in gaming history happen, and it's on your platform of choice, and that is the Xbox. And of course, I'm talking about Bethesda. But before we get into all of that, I would like to say to each and every one of you, thank you for finding my podcast, however that may be. Uh, whether you have found me on YouTube, uh, on my uh, YouTube channel, Fun Speculation, whether you have uh, found me through Twitter at Fun Speculation and you're giving this a try for the first time, whether you found me on the audio podcasting platforms uh, like Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, um, or others, we're, we're, we're pretty much everywhere now. So I, again, appreciate it. Um, keep checking me out. Send me your feedback. Uh, email funspeculation at gmail.com. I would love to hear from some of you. I would like to get to know some of the people that have been tuning in every week because I know there are people that have checked it out every week, and I greatly appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, Now, we're going to get into my favorite topic, which is the fun speculation of the week. And this is interesting because last week we had fun speculation of the week, which we do every week, I think, since episode three or four. And the fun speculation was, is there one more big announcement? Is there a new game announcement or is there gameplay going to be shown on some amazing game? Or is there another acquisition going to happen that's going to send shockwaves or get people excited and hyped right before Pre-orders go live for the Xbox, or maybe the day before. So go back and give that a listen, because it's actually fun to listen to now that we know what they actually had in store for us, and no, we could not have foreseen this. I should have thought bigger. I should have went more bold. But nobody saw this coming. But this week is not about Bethesda, or necessarily an acquisition, you know, with Xbox, because... I want to talk, well, it is going to be about Bethesda, but not for the fun speculation. That's already happened, (laughs) but it's going to be about Sega. Now, the reason I'm bringing up Sega is because this has been popping up on Twitter. um, Rumors going on about Microsoft or Xbox possibly acquiring Sega or uh, there being some kind of deal in place. And... Sega posting these interesting pictures over the last several months that kind of hint to something with Xbox. And you know what? It's it's interesting to talk about. It's fun to talk about. So, you know, I have a deep love for Sega going back to um, one of my, not my first system. My first was the Intellivision, but uh, my second system was a Sega Master System. Um, I also played on the Dreamcast, and the Dreamcast was one of my favorite consoles ever. I loved that thing. I was so sad when they stopped making games for the Dreamcast um, and discontinued and everything. I thought that was not a great day. But since then, Sega has just become a multi-platform developer and they've had a lot of great franchises and great games come out over the years. Um, They've retained such a good relationship with Xbox. Um, And that's one, one of the reasons why I think this has talk has been going on. Um, would it make sense for them to identify more with one platform at this point? We know that video game companies are being bought up. We know that um, even Xbox themselves have said they are looking to acquire more. And that is a possibility. They will look for that. Now, it's rumored that maybe there's a couple other companies already going to be joining. 
Now, but you don't necessarily have to acquire these companies. You could potentially bring Sega on board in a deal similar to what they're doing with EA Play. With EA. And bring all of their back catalog to Game Pass. And I think this is something more like what they could potentially have planned with Sega. Bring the back catalog of Sega games to Game Pass. Bring new games within a reasonable time at least uh, to Game Pass. Maybe give a discount on Sega games with the Xbox platform. Um, And maybe possibly have exclusivity on those games. That is an interesting thing to think about. It is a possibility. Um, I think with what's been happening and talk about Google and Amazon, and we know Amazon and how invested they are now, they announced their cloud platform today, uh, Luna. So we know that these these are going to be players to acquire some big companies um, or make deals with them for games because everybody needs games. And you know what draws people to a platform? As PlayStation knows greatly, exclusives. So with exclusivity on your platform being something that drives people to your platform, because at the end of the day, it is all about the games. Making a deal, at least with a company like Sega, will fill a void in your lineup. Um, it also provides insurance that those games aren't going to disappear from your platform. So I think it's a, I think there's a possibility here. And I think uh, with the hints and clues that Sega has actually uh, given us, I, I don't think it's off the table. I think there is something happening. I just don't know what it is. Is it an acquisition? Well, we we could be surprised, you know, because nobody saw this Bethesda Zenimax media thing happening. Uh, so it could happen with Sega. We could we could see that. You know, there's been a lot of Sega games hitting Game Pass. You know, we just had... Company Heroes 2, which is published by Sega, I hit uh, on PC. And that was my Game Pass game of the week last week. <laughs> so, you know, let's look at that as an actual possibility, right? Now anything is possible <laughs> since this happened. Now I think every rumor, every company is going to be rumored to be being bought by Microsoft. Um, maybe Microsoft won't be the next company that makes a big splash and big announcement on an acquisition. Uh, but maybe they won't be, but maybe Xbox will have their turn again, right? I think with at some point this year, we're going to hear something about Xbox and Sega. I could be wrong. This is just fun speculation. There could be nothing going on. There's just smoke out there. There may be no fire. But it is fun to talk about nonetheless. I don't care if I'm wrong. It was fun. But what did happen was my fun speculation of the week last week. No, I didn't predict this necessarily. I don't think anybody could have predicted this exact thing, right? But you know what? I'll say that I did say at least there may be something big happening right before the Xbox pre-orders went on sale and that it would drive hype and it, it could be big, you know? And I think something big did happen and was it bigger than any of us could have predicted? Yes, it was. Xbox... Pulling out seven point five billion and out of their back pocket and saying, "Here, here, guys at Bethesda, at Zenimax, you know, I think you belong on our team. How much is it going to cost? Seven point five billion? Okay, let's get over here. I want you. I don't want Google to get you. I don't want Amazon to get you because I want your games to come out on console so more people can enjoy the best experience possible. And that's going to be on Xbox Series X." And I want to make sure that we have exclusivity on your games to make sure that they are on Game Pass day one, that they are going to be also easily accessible by anybody, whether they play on Xbox or not, because they're going to be on Game Pass Ultimate. And that is okay now that you can make these games exclusive without hurting anybody's feelings. As you know, I if you tuned into Green Pass Gaming on uh, the day that this announcement happened, they had an emergency podcast and they graciously invited me as a guest and i want to shout out to those guys find them on youtube green pass gaming 
I have had a change of heart since then because at, at that time I said I don't think Xbox would make games like Fallout or Elder Scrolls exclusive to Xbox uh, platform because they don't want to hurt they don't want to hurt people's feelings you know they they don't want that negative feedback happening but then I, after that was over and since then I've been thinking they it if you are solely invested in the PlayStation platform and that's all you want to play on and Elder Scrolls comes out right or Fallout comes out by the time by the time those new games come out and you are really going to want to play them and the whole world's talking about that game because it is the biggest and the best game at the time you can just go get Game Pass Ultimate subscription and play on your PC or you can go and uh you know by then cloud streaming will be even better there'll be more 5G out there Wi-Fi will be even better you know more people will have better broadband connections in in their house you can play on probably your TV that has Android on it at that time, right? So with xCloud and Game Pass Ultimate being a thing, you know, if they have an avenue for people to uh, play that game, they don't necessarily have to um, make it. uh, They don't, PlayStation guys don't even have to be upset if it's on Xbox platform only, right? Because they still can, for an affordable price, get access to that game, um, which is going to be massive. So I do think it will drive subscriptions to Game Pass Ultimate. I think it will drive people to the Xbox ecosystem, and I think the best place to play these games are going to be on Xbox Series X, and that is an amazing thing for uh, console gamers, especially now that we know that Amazon or Google isn't going to have exclusivity on these things, and we're going to be forced to play them in the cloud or only on PC. We can sit on our comfy couches with our big screen TVs, our 4K OLEDs, with our super powerful console, and play these games at 4K, uh, maybe 30 frames per second or 60 frames per second or 120 frames per second, whatever they end up coming out at, and have an amazing experience and not have latency and all that kind of stuff you deal with sometimes with cloud gaming. So that is an awesome thing. Now, interesting thing with the Xbox and Bethesda, there is supposed to be this cloud tech that they have that is even maybe a su- little bit superior to what xCloud has and that could be potentially part of why they have acquired them um, there is a demo I think it's called Orion um, of Doom and this, this supposedly they can get it running 4k 60 frames per second um, on their cloud streaming platform so this could also have to do with technology and uh, acquiring things to help make that even better Right. So it is interesting with this acquisition because you're not just getting the franchises. You're not just getting the games. You're also getting the game engines. Um, You're getting the you're getting the development knowledge and studios from around the world, which I'm going to bring up a screen right now uh, that is going to let you see some of what I've been talking about. I'm talking about. Studios like like Arcane who are supposed are supposed to be working on a big AAA unannounced IP right now um and that we already know they're also working on Deathloop which is going to be um exclusive I guess on PlayStation for a while we don't know exactly how long um but I'm sure we'll find all that stuff out soon now but Xbox has said that they're going to honor the contracts that were previously in place so um we have a Japanese studio joining the Xbox team in Tango Gameworks. Now, uh, the man that is, I believe, either the head of the studio or heavily involved, I'm not sure, i got to do more research, um, was one of the founders of Resident Evil. <laughs> so, you know, you have some massive talent here, and, you know, you got that game they're working on, Ghostwire Tokyo, has been one of the most... Uh, talked about PlayStation exclusives. Uh, again, we don't know if it's a timed exclusive or not, but it shows the uh, talent that that studio has and that why people are excited. Then you have Machine Games. They've been working. They've been working on the Wolfenstein franchise the last uh, several years, and they come from developers from Starbreeze. You you may remember from the Riddick games on the original Xbox. Yeah, those guys became 
machine games, or several of them did at least. Um, and then they created great the great Wolfenstein games. That's part of this team, and they're in, I believe they're in Sweden. So, you know, you're talking about different places in the world. Xbox is expanding their reach. Um, and this is a, this is a great thing. And we don't, I don't, I don't know if it's been announced what they're working on right now, but it could be really interesting. Then you got id, you know, they obviously had uh, doom 2016, uh, doom eternal. They are the ones that make that the id tech engine. Um, and that is a great engine. You can see it running on <laughs> doom eternal, just how smooth that game looks. Um, that game also is going to be the first of the, all these franchises to be uh, put on Game Pass since this acquisition, and that is happening on October first. So look out for Doom Eternal. Then you got then you got Todd Howard and his guys, Bethesda, uh, Bethesda uh, Softworks. Or I, I think it's Bethesda Game Studios. I don't remember the which Bethesda name it is, but. They're the ones that make Elder Scrolls, and uh, they made Skyrim, right? They made Oblivion. Uh, they made Fallout 3. They made Fallout 4. And they are working on a new IP right now named Starfield. And that is going to be a huge game, I believe. And it's also just recently came out that I think that game is going to be exclusive to Xbox and PC. I have not confirmed that. I do not know where that came from, but that's what I saw on Twitter earlier today. So do not mark that. Take that with a grain of salt. But uh, supposed to be Xbox and PC only for that game. And Starfield uh, looks like it's going to be something epic. They have not shown any gameplay. They have not shown anything, but they have said that they have built it, rebuilt it for the next gen engines, next gen technology. And this is a space or sci-fi game in the, in the same vein as elder scrolls and fallout that, that style RPG supposedly. So, you know, if you just look at what they've done with those games and think about the possibilities of what Starfield could be, your mind just goes to a lot of different places. Um, you got Prey, you know, <laughs> and you got Dishonored. These these just franchises, and you have studios that we don't know a lot about. Alpha Dog supposed to be their work on mobile stuff. We don't know how involved Xbox is with mobile stuff, but it, with X Cloud being a thing and Game Pass Ultimate and being able to play your games on Android, it would be interesting to see a studio maybe do interesting things with all the Microsoft and. Uh, Bethesda IPs and bring some of that stuff to um, some kind of mobile uh, mobile experience that, or maybe console experience that's more friendly on mobile, right? So uh, Alpha Dog could be an interesting part of this. Uh, then you also have uh, Roundhouse games, which we don't know anything about really. Um, I don't know who really uh, is working at that studio, what they've worked on before or anything like that. You know, this would be interesting to see what kind of games get assigned to, to who, you know. You have Zenimax Online with the um, <laughs> the Elder Scrolls Online game and um, all that. So it's there's a lot here that they're acquiring. And, and it's not just exciting for just the things we know about. The things we know about, the thing I'm excited about the most is Starfield because my imagination goes wild with that game and what it could possibly be. And I love those style of games. I like the Todd Howard games like Fallout 3, Fallout 4, like Elder Scrolls, Oblivion, Skyrim. I love those open world RPGs that you can just really get sucked into it, right? And I think Starfield is going to be that kind of game. And that's my the thing we know about. That's the thing I'm excited about the most right now. And then beyond that, Elder Scrolls 6. But what we don't know about, that's the next thing I'm most excited about. Beyond that, five years down the road, what's going to be announced that we don't know about right now? What kind of Microsoft IP could some of these guys work on? Maybe they won't. You know, could one of these uh, studios start working on a next Killer Instinct? 
Could one of these uh, studios work on just new IPs for Xbox? But we know that out of this is going to come new franchises. We know out of this is going to become new experiences that we never would have had or been able to think about without this acquisition happening. And it's going to be on console. It is a good thing that this happened for uh, Xbox. Is a good thing for us as gamers that this that this took place because I believe they were going to sell to somebody. We get these games on console. We get games like Dishonored, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Wolfenstein, Doom, Starfield, The Evil Within, Prey. With the way that a lot of us like to play at Xbox. And that is exciting to me. Are we going to see Doom Guy and Master Chief some somehow merge? Are we going to see maybe Id make some kind of Halo spinoff potentially? You know there there's so much possibility that could happen from this deal. If if I was one of these developers and something like this happened. I feel like, oh my gosh, a whole world of possibilities just opened up for me creatively because I was not allowed to work on these franchises before, but now I can. You can work on Halo, Fable, Gears of War, all those games. And on the opposite side, if you're the Coalition, now you got Doom, Prey. You know, there's a lot of interesting things that could happen, right? And that is the most exciting thing for me to come out of things like this. It is changing the landscape. It is sending shockwaves throughout the gaming industry. And they are not done. They are going to do more. Whether it's Sega or somebody else, there's going to be more coming to the Xbox platform and bringing more value to Game Pass. And that is amazing. So... How do you guys feel about Xbox and Bethesda? Do you want to see an id software Halo spinoff? Maybe ODST style? Uh, do you want to see maybe Coalition make a Wolfenstein game? <laughs> that would be pretty rad, right? All these things are possible. Tell me what your dream scenario of some kind of crossover. That, that would be a fun topic. Send on um, YouTube comments. Or email funspeculation at gmail.com or send it to my DMs at Twitter at funspeculation. What is your dream crossover scenario or new type of game that can be created because of this acquisition that was not possible before? And that is fun speculation. That is something fun to talk about. And maybe if we enough people want something, we can make it come true. That would be incredible. <laughs> so, send those messages to me, guys. Maybe we'll read some of them next week if there's some really good ones in there, you know? Wow. Just the thoughts go whirling through your head about what could happen. Oh, man, like RPGs. You know, these guys are RPG guys. What kind of RPGs could you make out of the Halo universe uh, that never happened before? So, head spinning right now with this like I said it is just bringing a crazy amount of value to game pass and then on the other side of the console wars if you want to call it or whatever right you have the PlayStation. And you know what was the biggest news this week? And I've talked about it before, if you follow me, um, is Spider-Man and what they are doing and how they're handling that. Now, some people are okay with it, and that's cool if you're okay with this. I personally am not. Because we have seen other publishers do the opposite. And when you see other publishers do the opposite, like Microsoft, like CD Projekt Red, um, and, and many others that are doing things differently with their new games... Um, how Sony and PlayStation is handling uh, Spider-Man and their um, upgraded version of the original Spider-Man by only bundling it in with the uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales 
um, Ultimate Edition is a shame because that is an old school approach and a way of doing things from 2013 that even even then, if you remember, we were having complaints about all these definitive editions, right? On PC, this didn't doesn't exist. You know, you have old games get remastered, you know, and that makes sense. You know, old games from a long time ago get brought up to a, to a new era. But not games from a year or two ago shouldn't be getting this, hey, we're going to turn this on and, and allow and have enhanced particle effects and maybe a little bit better graphical fidelity and stuff and ray tracing and we're going to sell you a game again. Now on consoles, there's, uh, certain publishers are showing us that they are okay with enhancing that experience and giving it to us for free because we've already purchased the game. But yet some of them, like 505 Games and Sony, are not. And there's not, it's not just them. It's, it, there's others like, like Capcom is doing that with Devil May Cry. So it's not just, it's not just Sony. And it's not just 505. Right, we have some people in the middle, like Two K has been doing with uh, with Two K NBA Two K Twenty One, where you know they sell you NBA Two K Twenty One as you spend a hundred bucks, you get both versions, right? So you know we'll see. Now they also say that it's a different game on next gen, so we'll see about that. I don't know. However. When you have one company that is the other main console platform holder, uh, you also have Nintendo, but I don't think you can really compare Nintendo anymore to what Xbox and PlayStation are doing. Not saying Nintendo isn't isn't better or, or worse or whatever. It's just a different thing they're doing there, right? Xbox and PlayStation really are going in different directions right now as well, but they have been more closely competing um, for everybody's dollar. And when you have one company leading with this overcompensated uh, consumer-friendly approach because they are going in this direction because of things that have happened in the past. So they're not entirely innocent, right? This is all happening because of stuff that happened in 2013 and uh, before um, with their image and uh, Sony kind of rubbing it in their face. and, And then this whole last generation... Uh, gamers had suffered without a lot of games on Xbox uh, first party because of everything that had happened in the in leadership change at Xbox. But since the new leadership has taken over there and they've gone in this direction and reinvested in it, and we have seen nothing but move after move from Xbox that has been in our favor as gamers, whether it be. Uh, smart delivery, backwards compatibility, um, playing your games on multiple devices, bringing them out on PC as well. It has been a cross cross play that they heavily push for. You have uh, cross save between PC and Xbox and the cloud save cloud saving system. If I can speak, um, just thing after thing has been. Like for for the gamer, like like Phil Spencer says, putting the gamer at the center of the experience of of what we do, and and it shows, and they have been doing that. Now this investment into all of these game studios that they've been making, we haven't seen the payoff from that yet, but you know it's coming. All of these games that were announced from Xbox Game Showcase. Um, all of the uh, game studios they just acquired um, from Bethesda, and all of it is coming to Game Pass day one. Not only that, if there's an enhancement on any of these games, which they already have announced enhancements on several of them, they're gonna give it to us for free if we've already purchased the game or if it's on Game Pass. That is a megaton value that is the best value in gaming and that's not really debatable um and that has they have sealed that as being the best value in gaming 
and you have one company now the other platform holder is selling their games at $70 not having a competition for game pass in the form of having your games come out day one on that platform um and then also now you're going to have people rebuy the same game all over again if they want the better experience after just purchasing a $500 console so you have one that is super consumer friendly and one that is, hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But we also need to raise the game prices up because, you know, it's just, you know, with the times. <laughs> so, guys, this is uh, pretty interesting how the image has shifted from 2013 and the battle that Xbox has had to regain that consumer trust. And finally, with this new console, with the Series X and the Series S consoles coming, uh, launching November 10th, they have shifted the narrative with the Grand Slam happening when they acquired Bethesda, welcoming all of those studios to the Xbox family, bringing them to the Xbox Game Pass. Day one, smart delivery, everything they have shifted the tide today i saw a link to a forbes article about people's mindset shifting on playstation and the value they're getting that wouldn't have not that would have not happened had this not happened with the xbox acquiring bethesda and all of this stuff happening with with playstation and spider-man um the tide is shifting. This is 2013 all over again right now, but it's flip-flopped. PlayStation got overconfident. They are not doing the things that are most consumer-friendly and for their fans. Their fan, a lot of their fans are sticking by them. I am too. I'm. I'm. This is at the end of the day. It is not a huge deal, right? I'm going to buy what I want to buy on the platforms that I want to buy. But overall. If you look at the scope of the narrative and there's that word narrative. <laughs> if you look at the scope of the talk and the chatter that's going on around um, everywhere, and this even goes into big media now and people's mindsets and how well Xbox is doing and how much value they're giving, you can't ignore the value that they're giving you. And you can't ignore how opposite it is from what PlayStation is doing. Well, as Xbox and PlayStation remember from 2013, the PlayStation did the thing with this is how you share games and the backlash that Xbox had. And they actually changed everything they were doing because of that. And then, you know, right after the launch happened of the console, like the whole leadership team leaves at Xbox and new guys get promoted and, then we have the change, right? Um, but the damage had been done. Well, they have finally recovered. The tide has shifted. And now they're saying to X, to PlayStation, this is how you treat your customers. And they said that on Twitter pretty much, uh, that they care about their customers. Uh, they put out a tweet today Um explaining uh, smart delivery on gears tactics how you know if you buy it on uh pc already you get it on uh X, you get it on series x and it, all the all this kind of stuff right um it is a a great thing to be a uh xbox gamer with the, and now this also, like I, I listened to uh, a great podcast today, Xbox Factor podcast with Boom, and he had VJ on their Viewpoint Gaming. Uh, he has great opinions. And he said that this would not have happened for all of us as Xbox gamers had it not been for PlayStation also and doing what they did. If Xbox had been in that position where they were just... Uh, kind of in the lead and kind of over cocky and things like that, then we wouldn't have all of this amazing stuff. And that is true. So we cannot deny how amazing that competition is for video games and for 
um, us as a consumer. And this, with all this talk with Xbox and the positivity going on what they're doing, it is going to force PlayStation to have to look at themselves and possibly make some changes. And we'll see if that happens. I bet it does. It depends on if it affects the sales. If the market shares start shifting, um, then we're going to see some changes. And maybe we already have with the whole cross-generational support now where they're making Spider-Man at least playable on PlayStation 4, Miles Morales, that is, uh, which is something I've been arguing for uh, for a while. Um, So even with all this negativity on one side right now, there's still positive things to look out for. And that is the games on PlayStation side still look amazing. Demon Souls looks great. Spider-Man Miles Morales looks incredible. So there is not a reason to just completely ignore them. For me, the gamers that win the most are the ones that own and play on all platforms because they're going to get the best of all the experiences. Um, but it's interesting to see how the how the tide has shifted. How the how the they have they have flipped the script, right? <laughs> they have flipped the script on um, what people think right now, and that is crazy, and that is hard to do. But you know what? It's happening, and it is awesome to see. So. Props to the whole Xbox team, Aaron Greenberg, Phil Spencer, um, everybody there. Uh, great job on the messaging and the value you are bringing to the consumers because it is sending Xbox in the right direction. And thank you for buying Bethesda also because you know what? They, they just bought us a bunch of games. <laughs> It may have cost them $7 billion, but hey, we're going to get it on Game Pass. So, all right, guys, uh, let's go into talking about, um, I wanted to talk about, again, about value, I guess, but we're about to have one of the big games uh, from the acquisition actually hit Game Pass. Um, This was announced today on Twitter, and that is Doom Eternal. Um, they had a cryptic message go out, uh, like a secret message from, you know, Melissa McGamePass uh, in the email. And in that message was hidden that um, Slayer is coming. And then later uh, today, they confirmed that uh, Doom is coming to Xbox Game Pass. That is happening on October 1st. Uh, so that is some cool news. That game runs like butter. It is a great game. I had a talk with somebody on Twitter today. I admit I am not that great at this game, and I'm going to put it on easy so I can get through it. (laughs) I have tried streaming this game. It is hard. It is intense. It makes me feel old and like I suck at games now uh, because I used to be really good at stuff like this because I would get really into it, you know. And this is a game for that hardcore gamer. This is a serious game. That will challenge you. It is a blast to play. And you will have fun playing it. Um, it if, if you're like me, it might also make you a little frustrated sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, get Doom Eternal. Wow. Coming to Game Pass. That game just came out like in March. Yeah, it came out like right when this whole stupid coronavirus thing hap- started happening. I think it was like the first big release after the coronavirus when we're all in lockdown and everything. Yeah, Doom Eternal. And it is great to see that happening. We're going to see what's next. My hope is that we get enhanced editions of Fallout 4. We get an enhanced edition of Skyrim. And now, and you know what? They were probably going to resell us Skyrim again, but now they're not going to. If you already bought it, on Xbox at least, you're going to get it. Again, if they enhance it. So, smart delivery, right? The great thing. Another value for the on the Xbox brand. So, let's hope we get an enhanced version of Skyrim with next-gen features. Let's hope we get an enhanced version of Fallout 4 with next-gen features. Maybe they'll end up reselling something as like some massive bundle game, right? With enhanced, kind of like Master Chief Collection. Maybe they'll do like Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas, 
Fallout 4, Elder Scrolls Oblivion, um, Morrowind, Elder Scrolls Oblivion, and Elder, Scro- uh, Elder Scrolls Skyrim, all as like one massive collection, uh, all remastered, brought up to uh, current standards and stuff. That would be insane. <laughs> That's like a dream, right? Um, yeah, we'll see if they do that. You know, something like that that you probably have to sell, right? Kind of like Master Chief Collection. You can't, you can't, you can't smart delivery that sucker, right? But uh, you know, if they uh, did something like bringing uh, at least some of those in, with enhancements to next gen, uh, ray tracing and you know better frame rates and um, better graphics, that, that I would be super happy. You know, I think that would be amazing. Um, you know, and all these games leads me to another interesting topic that, you know, we've been discussing a lot on Twitter the last couple of days, and I've heard a lot of people talking on these podcasts and that is storage. And I think we've talked about it a little bit before, but I want to get into, uh, storage with the next gen consoles because it's an interesting topic. And I, and I asked some questions to people today on Twitter because you know, I didn't fully understand exactly 100%, but I want to kind of get some comparisons and there seems like there's some confusion out there, right? You know what? Actually, what I'm going to do uh, I'm, for you YouTube guys out there, just to get the hype going, also on Bethesda, I'm putting up this screen right here <laughs> just so you can see some of this amazingness uh, that we're going to be insured to have on uh, Game Pass in the future um but yeah going into the storage thing all of these games they're gonna take up a lot of space okay and if you're like me you play you play a lot of games and even if you don't you'll say you just play one game then this this conversation doesn't necessarily matter for you right but with the cost of these next gen uh storage devices the ssds that are going to be in these consoles um it is interesting because today we had the price reveal of the um external ssd expansion for the series x series s the one terabyte one from seagate and it is not cheap it is not cheap now i was hoping it was going to be cheap cheaper than it is Uh, i knew it was going to be expensive like everybody had been talking about but i was not expecting this expensive and then after seeing what people are saying, I'm like, I guess I should have, because this kind of thing is not cheap to to make uh, with today's standards. And I want to talk about how that and how it compares maybe to competition, and also what options we may have, uh, because we're going to have to be creative here in next gen. But this sucker came in at two nineteen ninety nine US dollars, and that is a pretty price to pay for a terabyte of storage. Now, the benefits of this device is it easily plugs directly into the back of the console. You don't have to do any disassembling or taking anything apart or messing with any screws or uh, weird buttons or anything. You don't even have to turn your console off. You can take that port out of your console and put in another one or whatever, and it is super easy to do. Sticks right out the back. It looks like a large memory card. It is pretty awesome. And it has a terabyte. But it is $219.99. Now, at least on our platform right now, we know 100% what the option is. It is a proprietary option. The other advantage is it works and acts just like the internal storage. So... Series X games. Now I'm not talking about backward compatible games. I'm talking about games that are that are optimized for Series X, right? You remember those optimized for Series X badges on those discs? Games that have the next gen enhancements that are optimized for Series X will require playing off of the SSD internally or the expansion SSD card. You cannot use a regular external. SSD or hard drive to play Series X games. You can play backwards compatible games off of an external hard drive. So what my option is probably going to be is plugging in a 
fast SSD as an external storage option. I've already reached out to people on Twitter for recommendations to see what they suggest. Um, I want to get a fast SSD, maybe two to four terabyte, stick it under the back of my Xbox, store a lot of games on it, and then use that as a method to quickly transfer the games to the internal storage device that I am currently playing. Now, I don't anticipate having to move stuff around that often because if I'm playing more than a terabyte worth of games a week, then I might be kind of... Um, I need to get help, (laughs) you know, but I think, well, yeah, I won't say that a lot of people might do that. Actually. We'll see, you know, the call of duty, I guess, you know, right now is like 185 gigabytes. So, you know, these things might fill up faster than we think, you know, it might only be like four or five games actually might take up that space, you know, with the, with the game sizes going the way they are, you know, so especially on the series S has only got 512, right? So we're going to have to be creative and I plan on using an external storage device and using a fast external storage device to move content quickly onto the internal and off the internal to back to the external. And that way, everything plays off the internal device, but I can store my games on the other, on the other device. So that is a, an option that I re- recommend people looking into. Um, that is maybe going to be the cheapest option for the most amount of storage that you can get um, and you're not going to have to download a bunch of stuff constantly um, because it's going to be stored on the hard drive, especially people that have data caps on their internet in the U S um, and people that either that or just have a slow connection in general. Right. Um, but I, I will, I will say, I think hopefully these games do download faster next gen and install quicker. Uh, that is a possibility as well. So, you know, it's not uh, it's not all doom and gloom when it comes to SSDs. That what we know on a PlayStation is, you know, the super speed of their devices are making the size. Even though it's a different method and it's not as expensive to make, um, they are allowing also other platform or other develop other companies to make SSDs, but they have to meet their standard. And once they get approved by PlayStation, they can be sold. Um, and, but we don't know a hundred percent about the method for installing the, the, that SSD, that crazy fast SSD. We don't know if the expansion port, you just open it, open up and pop it in or, or what, or, you know, so we want to know more about that, but supposedly one came out, um, that was going to be a potential approved one. Uh, that the first one that came out that might meet the approval for PlayStation came out, and for a terabyte it was two twenty nine ninety nine. So, for now, I think over time we're going to see all of these, including Xboxes, drop in price because storage gets cheaper over time, and I think that's going to happen. So until then, guys, we need to be creative. Uh, and with how we store our games on next-gen platforms, and it's going to be interesting. Now, it's not to say that it's going to be a big problem, right? This is not something that you can't easily just deal with or or have some solution to that whatever works for you, right? Isn't this should not prevent anybody from diving into next-gen, right? Because it's just it's just as simple as okay, you might have to be more mindful about what you're keeping on your internal hard drive. That's pretty much it, right? So um, think about it that way. But it is interesting to talk about in the comparison to PlayStation, which we don't know 100%, but the pricing seems about the same, um, roughly. Um, We know there's going to be more competition on the SSDs on the PlayStation side because there may be more different ones get approved to be made as opposed to the the, uh, one option we're going to have on Xbox. But the one option we're going to have on Xbox is going to be a lot more um easy to use and um that's going to be interesting but it's also not quite not as fast either right so we'll we'll be looking at it and see how it all plays out i i really hope eventually those um ones on the xbox get cheaper cuz i would love to categorize them with these cool labels like they have like some kind of genre labels on them cuz those things look awesome and uh 
you know, maybe make these like labels like on this little card and and then uh, swap them out by genre, right? Have all your like fighting games on one, have all your shooters on one, all your all your RPGs on one. You know, that'd be really fun. Um, that's something I could see in the future if these things get cheap. You know, I don't actually I don't think that would be that cheap, but you know, if you're talking about like seventy bucks, you know, might be for storage or a hundred even, you know, would be uh for a terabyte would be pretty good, right? So um now I also want to talk about something that was interesting I saw today uh, that was a little trailer that or a little video that Xbox put out about this um Xbox the family settings app. Um I have not checked to see if that's available right now or if it's just coming for the next gen consoles, but it as a dad, um it looked like it's going to be very consumer friendly, very family friendly app that's going to allow people that don't know much about consoles or video games in general to be able to monitor and uh, set settings for their uh kids. And I think that's a really cool thing. So check out that video. Um, you can probably just look up Xbox on Twitter or, or something and, and find that. And it's really a good video to see um, that they can use to send to parents and, and moms and dads and grandparents about, hey, this is a simple thing for you to be able to monitor your kid's activity. Because for a lot of people, that's a barrier for them that keeps them away from console gaming or video gaming in general is just the fear of unleashing their child into this world that they have no control over and they don't know what's out there and they don't know who they're going to be talking to or what kind of games they're going to be playing. Uh, This application seems like it's going to be super easy and simple for them to find that information, block certain things, set time limits, um, monitor who they're talking to and all of that kind of stuff. So that is um, an awesome thing for accessibility for families, for, for, for people um great option to have so that was cool to see they need to market that pretty heavy because that is going to appeal to a lot of people out there um i can guarantee you that making a family friendly environment environment um a priority uh, making it uh accessible for people that do not un- understand video games and console gaming in general um so that was great um now Something else cool that happened that we saw yesterday is, hey, a bunch of guys got these surprise packages in the mail. And they were Series X's. Now, not guys like me. <laughs> Maybe one day. Um, but they just you happened to get a UPS package, and it was a Series X. Now, of course, these come with an embargo. They can't talk about any specific things until they're allowed to talk about specific things. But this means, hey, we're going to start to see some interesting content come out from some of these uh, um, uh, big media guys and some of these influencers that were sent these consoles that have YouTube channels and 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 uh, following, like Ryan McCaffrey, a podcast unlocked, got one um, with IGN, and uh, you know, I am really excited. Oh, Jez, yeah, Jez Corden got one, which was funny. He actually. Missed the package delivery because he I guess he didn't know it was coming, and so he was really upset. Like the worst package he said he ever missed, um, and that, that was pretty funny. But he had it today. He, he took a picture of it and everything. So you know it is uh, great to see them being again so transparent. Nobody's we haven't even seen anybody holding a PlayStation again since the you know the leaked picture of the. Uh, um, and the f- factory that, you know, the first one off the line or whatever. Right. So we, I want to see more stuff like that. Like I want to see people ha- holding it. I want to see people playing with it. I want to see, you know, um, <laughs> them take it apart. <laughs> like the Xbox allowed uh, a couple people to do a long time ago. Uh, Digital Fra- Foundry has one. So, you know, they're going to be digging in deep. Right. But what about PlayStation? I want to see uh, these things in people's hands. So it'll be interesting to see when that happens or if it even does before launch. Um, I love the transparency that Xbox is having with the console and showing what they got and just being upfront about it. Um, it is awesome to see. And uh, so look forward to... We don't know when that content's going to happen either. I don't think they're allowed to say. 
I think it's just going to like happen all at once, you know, kind of like everything that they've been doing. So look forward to that, guys. And I want to end, you know, I did pretty good on time. I have to say, we're 55 minutes in. I try and keep these around an hour, you know, uh, for your commute or if you're driving. Um, But we're going to finish this off with the Game Pass game of the week. And that Game Pass game is Destiny 2. It is on Game Pass. It is a... um, is one of the reasons why I thought Bungie, uh, some some news was going to be coming from Bungie, right? That didn't happen. That's okay. We have Destiny 2 on Game Pass. This is a massive game to be hitting Game Pass. Destiny 2 has a massive fan base, a massive following. After the launch of the PlayStation 4 and the news of the exclusivity deals that they were having with Bungie and Destiny, or Activision and Destiny for uh, timed exclusive content, um, on the PlayStation. Um, this is a big deal to have, guess what? Exclusivity on Game Pass. <laughs> we get we get it on Game Pass now. So, you know, again, things are coming full circle. Bungie is sort of at home where they belong. Um, and maybe they're going to come a ride a little bit, come around, come on for the ride a little bit with going into next gen. We'll see if there's any deals that take place. I don't know, but you know, a move like this destiny to game pass kind of gets your wheels spinning a little bit. Right. And destiny Two um, it keeps coming out with great content. Uh, check it out. There's a lot of people that are just sucked into this world in this game created by Bungie. One of the best game developers on the planet. Um, so destiny Two. Game Pass Game of the Week. Don't forget to check it out. Again, thoughts on Bethesda, guys. I want to hear it. I want to hear what that crazy game that you can now imagine being made is. I want to know. Um, I want to hear your thoughts just on how big of news that is to you in general. Do you maybe not even care? Does, does it change your thoughts on Xbox at all? You know? Um it does it does mine because I know that hey these these guys are serious. They're in, they're invested. You know, they've been invested but they're doubling down. They're putting their money where their mouth is and they're shoving it in the throats of people like Bethesda and they're holding it in the face of their competition like PlayStation and saying, "Hey, we can do this, but you guys can't." Sorry, but not sorry. And guess what? We're also going to show people that we're increasing their value and bringing things to Game Pass, which you got no answer for. Unless you want to sell your games for more money and resell the same games all over again, which we have smart delivery. You know, that you're just sending this message over and over and over again that this is the place for value of great big franchise games. PlayStation is sending the message like, hey, look at the games that we can make. That's mainly... The difference right now, I think. And I think Xbox is winning this battle right now. What do you guys think? Has Xbox shifted the tide? Have they changed the landscape of gaming? Have they now gained mind share with um, their overly consumer-friendly approach and just beating people over the head with it? Like, hey, you can't ignore us. Look what we're giving you guys. Look at all of this. Look, come over here. Look at, look at, they're like screaming, screaming from the rafters. Look at me. $7.5 billion. We're going to buy these games for you guys pretty much, right? It is a um, crazy thing to think about. And has it changed the tide? Tell me, what do you think? Do you think PlayStation's crappy news that keeps coming out with these different stories is hurting them do you think they're just going to be uh fine or do you think it's going to force them to make some changes um who who do you think is winning that mind share right now with you know people thinking pot the positive mind share i'll call it that 
are you thinking more positively about Xbox and more negatively about PlayStation? Whereas two years ago it was, it was flipped. Where are you on that? Right. I want to hear it. So again, send a message to me at fun speculation at gmail.com Twitter at fun speculation. Check out this video on YouTube fun speculation. This is Xbox ultimate podcast. Thank you for listening. I am done. My name is Mav. Take it easy. Bye.